You're listening to a Whales or Whales production. You're also listening to Whales. Visit whalesorwhales.com for more projects and shows like this one. Welcome to Spotty Translation, the only anime podcast where half the panel hates anime, maybe, sort of. But yeah, we're here at the final episode, and Steven's with me for this final episode. Hi, Steven. Hello, everyone. I am here, and I maybe, sort of, hate anime. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. We are here in the um, uh, final episode of this wonderful podcast. Well, final episode as in the end of the first season. Who knows what will happen. But I figured it'd be, it'd be a little fun to maybe give Steven a test because over the past half year I have been making him watch various anime to kind of give him an idea of what he should be looking for and stuff. So... So, I feel that now he is ready to take the plunge, and so I prepared a series a, um, a series of OPs, meaning, um, uh, ad, meaning um, uh, as in the opening animation that plays before the show starts, um, and I feel that Steven is now ready to be able to tell me what the series is about based solely upon that. <laughs> and so you you people out there may be thinking that this has been good fun, an entertaining podcast for the creators and the listeners alike, but no, we've been miserable this whole time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I have been doing work. I have been doing research. I have been learning, and now I must apply myself. Exactly. Uh, so basically, I've chosen a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think. Yeah, nine. Oof. Oh, no. Ten? Nine, nine, nine. Okay, cool. I can't count apparently. So, uh, so basically, we're we're going to, we're going to go through these, and then uh, I'm going to have Stephen give me what what he thinks is about, and then I'm going to, uh, as it were, pull back the curtain and see um, how close he how close um uh, mm-hmm. he really got mm-hmm. to it. And and to be clear, I have not seen these anime. Yeah, I have not only seen the openings once. Yeah. Exactly. Steven has not seen these series. I would hope that he has not gone on Wikipedia and read up any of these. <laughs> nope. Or any- nope. I would <laughs> never cheat like that. I have come too far. Um, so here's a question before we start, Zach. Do yes. you think that it, it would be a better listening experience for people to watch these openings themselves and then hear my opinions on them, or should they go in cold? Um, I feel that if you want to, you can watch them for yourself first, which... Which we will like include links to all of them mm-hmm. um, uh, in the body of the text when this episode goes up. So if you want to do that, I will actually put that in the body of the text. Say like you know, hey, you should go watch these first be- before listening. Um, but if you want to, you can also you can just like you know, I mean like um, if you've already seen them all, just like you know, keep listening. If yeah. Not um, stop here for for now. Watch them and then come back. It's not required, but it might make it more fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> but, okay, so starting out, I started out with something I thought was a little easy. So, uh, <clears throat> Oh, yeah, really easy. Are we talking about pa- <laughs> Pony Pony Dash? Yeah, yeah. Number one, Pony Pony Dash. I pronounce that mostly. <clears throat> so, Pony Pony Dash. This is... Um, my takeaway from watching this OP once, I immediately wrote this down because I knew exactly what it was. So Pony Pony Dash is about a cute little rabbit 
who has terrible luck, but who is actually a metaphor for teenage pregnancy. <laughs> this is one of the two OPs that actually scared me. <laughs> Am I on the money? Uh, this has worked out better than I thought it would. Uh, uh, you are actually sort of close. The rabbit does suffer quite a bit in this series, but the actual plot, as it were, is um, a 12-year-old graduate of uh, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology mm -hmm. comes back to Japan to teach a to um uh to to teach a high school class and they all basically just get into random hijinks and whatnot. Oh, okay. Well, it, it, then that was a weird opening. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I like the song though. Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, okay, number two, working. With two exclamation points. Exactly, yes. Okay, um, this one I went into a little more in-depth about. I think that Working is about a cast of anime people who all work at a fancy restaurant together and where they balance plates of food and emotional relationships. And then they have all these larger-than-life customers who come in and provide them with quite the challenge, but they grow closer because of it and fall in love a lot. That is exactly on the money. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm actually getting good at this. <laughs> working is, um, uh, in essence, a comedy drama about people who work at a restaurant and basically deal with customers, usually people that are in their family. And uh, as a result, they actually do begin to fall in love with, with each other and whatnot. Okay, see, that one was pretty easy because everyone was walking around in fancy clothes wearing or wearing fancy clothes and carrying food, and it was called Working, and the rest of it is filled in with generic anime things, <laughs> so it wasn't that hard to do. <laughs> okay, so number three is going to be a little more of a challenge, I think. <clears throat> number three, Penguin Musume Heart. Penguin Musume Heart is about an ordinary schoolgirl named Musume who dreams of bigger dreams than her mundane life can offer, but one day during an ordinary class on global warming, discovers that her science teacher is actually from the Polar Heart Knights, a force of mech-riding pro-penguin superheroes who battle against Lady Arctica, a cruel master of polar bears who threatens to destroy the world. I wish it was about that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to write anime. <laughs> I don't ever say <laughs> that to me again. That's amazing. <laughs> it seemed pretty close. <laughs> this is an anime about a about a very rich girl who goes to a new who goes who, I, I mean like who ends up going to a new school. She is a huge nerd, is into all kinds of manga and anime, and essentially causes trouble for her friends and has a bit of a rivalry with another rich girl. And basically, the rich girl who came to, or rather the first rich girl, her family symbol is a penguin. The other rich girl, her family symbol is um, uh, the polar bear. And that's where you get all the imagery from. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that all of, like, the penguin mechs and the flying through space thing is just metaphorical? Exactly, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> How disappointing is that? I, I know, right? Yours was way better. I mean, I usually like metaphors, but I thought the Lady Arctica was a pretty good villain name. Yeah, totally. All right, well, I, watch it. I, as, as close as I hit to the mark with working, I think I took it all back with <laughs> Musume or whatever. Okay. 
Number four, Ranma one half. Okay, this one, um, I just kind of stared at the screen and didn't have a conclusion until the very end. Um, it took some thinking, and my guess is that Ranma one half is one of the earliest Japanese animations and was created with the sole purpose of proving that animation was a thing. And that that's all I've got. It, <laughs> it just it just animates. People just bop around and just kind of do little thingies. And that's 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 all the show's about. They just want to say, hey look, we know how to animate things. <laughs> uh well I mean, sure, the studio certainly um, uh, knows um, how to how 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 to make these cartoons move. Uh, so I'm right, in, yay! <laughs> but in reality, it is a series about a martial artist who, uh, with his father, went to China, trained, fell into cursed springs that turned them into something. Whenever they have cold water sprayed on them, uh, the titular character of Rama turns into a girl when. Like, when he is splashed with cold water and then can turn back when he is splashed with hot water. His father turns into a panda. Okay, that's extraordinarily weird and far better than my idea. <laughs> and it is one of my, it's actually one of my, like, absolute favorite things of all time. Just the actual opening just had people, like, in, in walking animations the whole time yes. just stuck yes. in place. It's very hard to find a plot for that. Yes. I, I, that. I was sort of the idea be, be behind that one was just because it sort of is like, yeah, it's just, I mean, that's basically how, like, a, that's basically how, like, a lot of the OPs from the 90s and the 80s were, was that basically just watching people move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of seemed like they were loading up, like, uh, idle animations or walking animations from a game and just pasting them together or something. It was, <laughs> it was weird, but... All right, okay. I stand corrected. Uh, number, five, number five. Goku Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Okay, this is the other opening that scared me. <laughs> so for my best guess is Goku Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei is about several schoolgirls who run away to join the circus on one dark night, but they get lost in the forest and they stumble upon the troop of performers they are looking for, only to discover that their seemingly idyllic childhood dream is riddled with hid hidden images of death everywhere they look, and they can't leave. Um, and the final episode, uh, spoilers here, folks, the final episode reveals that they actually tripped on a log in the forest and have been dead the whole time. B <laughs> bo both of them they tri tripped on the same log and died. Amazing, but a little off the mark. Damn it. <laughs> Man, I, I felt so good after working, but I just haven't hit it since <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is basically um, uh, a teacher who um, uh, is depressed to the point of wanting to constantly kill himself, and he is in charge of a class, and basically... Um, Basically, um, uh, each episode is him is basically him making uh, various like um, uh, observations about modern Japanese life and why it's terrible and why it makes him want to kill himself. Wow, that sounds depressing and insightful. It very much is. <laughs> okay, so super off with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I was distracted with all of the horror. Yeah, yeah, that was I what I sort of I sort of chose a few of these just because I knew that they would get a good reaction out of you. <laughs> like I am kind of curious about that one, but I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Number 6, Bakuto Testo Shokanju. Okay. So 
Bakato Test Shokanju, which I think I just pronounced very close uh, to its correct pronunciation, um, in my mind is about a, a, like a bunch of teenagers who hang out at a Japanese shopping center and together get confused about ginger rolls. <laughs> Once again, I kind of wish that you were right. <laughs> I don't because know because that would be amazing. It, I mean, I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign that you like my anime pictures. <laughs> oh, they are amazing. Um, but this actually is um, this is a series set in the future in which um, a high school has used a system in which um, students are students are now put into classes based on their grades, and for them to move up to better classrooms because basically, like, um, uh, if you were in if you were if 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 you were in one of the lower grade classes, your classroom is just basically like you know, like is basically just like boards, or is, is basically just like boards um, uh, with cushions and cardboard and stuff. And oh. the higher classes have like you know tons of nice like stuff and food and everything. And so basically, to move up, you must challenge the higher classes to test. But the tests are made in such a way that like these students have 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 to summon little like furry versions of themselves to do battle that's dumb <laughs> <laughs> okay i i will admit that they found a creative way to make the school system even worse than it already is <laughs> <But> it's, <laughs> it's it's actually a very good series <laughs> it looked good I, i'm i'm just jesting about it being dumb i just it's just caught me off guard but i guess now that makes sense why there are all those symbols and all those links to the different symbols and all the people like you know look like we're looking at each other and striving to you know overcome the symbols i assume exactly. that that's the, their, their school system that they're trying to beat yes okay that makes about as much sense as mine <laughs> um all right good what's the next one okay. let's go <clears throat> number seven no game no life okay i think that my idea for this one is very strong so let's see okay. if it's um let's see if it's accurate <clears throat> so no game no life is about a girl and a boy who really like chess and they like it so much that they get trapped in a surreal world of of logic and gameplay in which they become the the king and the queen but can they make the right moves to escape or do they even want to that is really close yes i had a feeling that 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 is that is almost on point um they don't really like chess <laughs> well, they actually do like chess, but it's more about they just sort of like games in general. Okay. And they are basically like um uh they are basically yeah, so basically the series setup is that um uh two siblings in the real world are like very good at games, but they but they find games to be like, you know, sort of boring now. And then basically they uh and, and then basically they end up going to a going to like a magic world in which the various vase in, in which in which in which the various races vie for control of territory and the humans have been pushed into a corner oh. and basically the god of the world has basically made it so that like um uh, all conflicts must be solved with games it, so basically like no war anymore basically it's just like um all, basically it's like um, all countries now have to fight via games like you know like, whether it be chess or cards or anything like that and so basically these two are super good at games so basically it's now their task to win back territory I mean, like, um, uh, two, I mean, like, um, uh, two women territory for the humans. Okay, but they don't, they're not trying to leave the world. 
they actually quite like it there. Okay, well, I was at least right that they don't want to leave the world. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Well, that sounds like a pretty cool show, and I was pretty close. It yeah. was kind of an explicit um, intro, I suppose, in a way yes. where it was showing game pieces in these characters. And, like, I was reading, I think this is the one where I was reading the lyrics, and yes. they were giving me hints about things, like they like to rule the world or something. So yeah, I had a lot that, of hints, but... I was trying to find um, um, uh, the OPs without the fan subs or anything, uh-huh. but, but it's just that a few of them, I just couldn't. So. Well, you can't make all of them super hard. Like, <laughs> but what's, but what's like Ranma one half. Like, that would just be unfair. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Number eight, Creamy Mommy. Okay, so Creamy Mommy is the unnecessary sequel to Ranma One Half. <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's okay. it. Well, uh, one thing is that this actually aired um, uh, actually about eight years um, uh, before Ranma. Oh, uh, prequel. This series, <laughs> this series though, is about a young girl who meets a giant space whale. I mean, uh, who meets a who meets a who meets a giant space whale, a space whale, who gives her the power to, to transform into a pop star, which then uh, she becomes and which then uh, she becomes a celebrity, and then has to basically balance her normal life with the life of her being a of her being uh, like um, uh, of her being the biggest pop star in Japan. Okay, see, I didn't get that. <laughs> but that's... That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a little hard. I think that uh, with them leaving the giant space whale... Out of the yeah, I, I would have know, nailed the of... entire plot if I saw a giant space whale. <laughs> At any point. I know whales. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone knows <laughs> whales... We're part of the Whales for Whales Network. <laughs> Check out whalesorwhales.com for more programming like this one. But that does make you realize we might have wanted to call it Space Whales or Space Whales. Might have been a waste. (laughs) Okay, so finally, I left the best one for last. Number nine, the world God only knows. All right, here's my final pitch. The world God only knows is about a serious-minded boy who is given a handheld gaming device as a birthday present from his mysterious aunt. And it turns out that the device allows him to be omniscient. Hence, he now sees the world that God only knows. Um, Either that, or the whole thing is a viral ad for the Sony PSP. (laughs) Those are my two guesses. Uh, you're a little off on both of them. <laughs> okay, so, uh, this series is about, uh, okay, so this series starts in hell, um, with basically spirits from hell break out and then, um, uh, come to earth, and then they possess the bodies of various girls. Um, the only way to get the spirits out of the girls is for them to fall in love and kiss the man that, that, that they love, mm-hmm. that basically then force, would, which, which then makes the spirit of love come into their body and force out the spirit. The only person that is, that they've got is this is this guy who has played every single dating sim ever, and basically is um uh and basically is now forced to use his knowledge of dating sims to actually get to real girls. Okay, that just got dumber and dumber and dumber until you finally <laughs> explained like the the twist and then it was awesome (laughs) but still pretty dumb (laughs) okay 
that was probably my worst guess because <laughs> I was getting like a whole Death Note vibe from this, and I think I messed up bad. Yeah, yeah, this series is actually uh, definitely more of a comedy. Okay. All right, so apparently I have learned some things and just completely disregarded other things and blocked it out well, of my mind. Well, I feel that this exercise has actually proven to me, more than anything, mm-hmm. that we need to get you to Japan and begin writing anime. <laughs> because you are incredible. Well, all I need is a little bit of inspiration. See, I think I know just enough about anime to... Um, to realize what would fly in this genre, but I don't know enough to actually keep me tied down or to run out of ideas. <laughs> because to me, it's just a... In, there is unlimited anime in the world, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and so I just... The ideas are also unlimited. No idea is too bad for anime. <laughs> that should be the slogan that, that Japan uses to sell anime. <laughs> No, no idea is too bad. Well, I can just put that like, hang that as a plaque on my wall when I go to Japan to become a freelance <laughs> anime man. <laughs> Hello, this is Stephen uh, Kelly's freelance anime services. No idea too bad for me. <laughs> well, speaking of which, um, now that we had our fun, time now to get a little uh, serious, as it were. Um, now that we are in our, uh, now that we are in the, um, uh, now that we are in the finale of the, of, of the first season, I actually kind of want to get your thoughts and feelings, Stephen, uh, compared uh-huh. to when we started, mm-hmm. which I mean, technically actually began back when we did our failed show of a uh, sad senpai and the gaijin kid, right. but that this was... I feel is more focused and you learn more with this. Definitely. Um, so compared to how you felt when we first started doing this, has your opinion on anime changed? <laughs> So I'm sure what everyone is wondering is, have I been converted? Am I now watching anime on a, on a daily or weekly basis? Um, and I guess the simple and maybe disappointing answer to that is no. Um, <laughs> I, I still have a lot of problems with anime, and I really haven't watched any of it except what um, we have watched for the show. <laughs> that said, I think what it has done, instead of converting me, is just equipping me. Because now I understand why, at least a little more why, I don't like a lot of anime. And it has made me realize that there's more good anime than I thought. Um, And I now have the tools to find it and recommend it to other people. Because let's look back at the shows we watched. And I would say over half of them I ended up liking, you know, a decent amount. I thought that um, Himoto Umaru-chan was really good. I, I really liked Lupin as well. Um, Slayers I really liked. Um, and, of course, Mushishi was one I brought that I liked. And, I mean, those are all legitimately very good shows. And I think that was close to half of the episodes that we ran. So I think it kind of did what it was supposed to do, which is teach me a lot about the medium, right? And Well, that was, uh, that was certainly the goal starting out, but by the end, I was sort of maybe hoping that, you know, we could maybe start up a club, you know, Uh maybe if Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, in Texas sometime, we can go to the the library and like, you know, set up a viewing party, invite some friends over, Uh, you know, show them how great anime is, you know, and, and then you be there with me and we can talk about it. Yeah, I get that. No, I, I really get that. It's just, I I think we need to start seeing other people. I didn't want to have to do this on the show. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, I still think anime is is oftentimes poorly written and super creepy. But 
um, I realized that it it is even more varied than I thought, and I have found a lot to like in it. Um, and I, I really, I think what it comes down to is I understand it a lot more than I did. So even when I don't like it, I'm finding value, and before it would just be repulsive. <laughs> what about you, Zach? What if, I mean, what about you? I've actually. I mean, like, I was sort of going into this, like, you know, sort of, like, the idea at first was, you know, to be, like, you know, like, a cool show, but also I was just kind of going in for it because I thought that, you know, like, you know, like um, uh, it'd be funny mm-hmm. just to kind of see your reactions to things. But, I mean, by the end, I actually felt that, like, I was learning a lot from you as well just because, like, you know, we were raised, like, very differently in terms yeah, of, true. like, in terms of, like, the ideas of, like, of, uh, I mean, or rather just sort of, like, um, the tropes and storytelling and sort of like what and, and sort of like what we look for in writing and characters and kind of like what we value is um, uh, so different, and yet I feel that we were able to sort of like like pull off like pull off of each other to where like like I now like understand more of where um, uh, you came from in terms of um, uh, in terms of like what you have grown to give value to in your life and like. It's made me more appreciative of people um, who have differing, like I mean, like um, uh, who have differing like opinions from myself. Whereas in w- w- like whereas in before, usually when it comes or or, or rather, kind of like um, it kind of comes with the territory of being a fan uh, um, uh, of anime is that you get a little too passionate mm-hmm. to the point of where you sort of is just like, oh, they hate what I like. Well, you know what? Screw them. No, that's a re- that's a great point, and I think one of the episodes that taught us that harshly was actually i am um <laughs> where you came in you're like hey it's a good funny comedy right and i'm like i cannot I, I i can't stand this it's horrible and here are all the reasons why and what it made me realize was that those crazy people such as you who like anime so much like you are finding a sort of warm fuzzy comfortable feeling in a lot of shows and a lot of the things that i call tropes or poor writing are things that you appreciate and remind you of good times and you have positive emotions tied to them um sort of like how i might watch the the star wars um clone wars animated series and even though it can be bad sometimes just being in the world of star wars is enough for me you know um right Yes. So that I, that's definitely something I learned uh, along the way that people who <laughs> people like anime and it, it is legitimate and they're not evil. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the greatest victory we can have. <laughs> people who like anime are not evil. Not all Steve, the time. <laughs> Steven 2016. <laughs> yeah, it did take me until 2016 to find <laughs> Okay, uh, one um, uh, last question for you, Stephen. Yes. Uh, if we were ever mm-hmm. to do one more season of this, yes, would you be game? Um, I would be game, but only if we were to do the thing where I get to make up more anime OPs because that was so, <laughs> <laughs> no. I if if I had the time and and people who are listening to this and subscribing to the Whales or Whales Network, if you if you listen to our other shows, you might notice it's all been kind of quiet recently because I've me and brian have just been so busy recently but once time opens up again um i would i would be interested in doing more of this because like i said there's still a lot to explore in this medium that i think i would be open to exploring um 
even just from what we saw, there was enough here that enticed me or taught me something that I I would not, you know, I'm not out. I'm not, you know, it's, it's, I signed my contract for a year and I'm running away super fast, <laughs> <laughs> which was a perfectly possible outcome. Very much so. Uh, which I do feel though that if we were to if we were to do um, a new season, it would de- like, it would definitely also we we would probably try to conquer uh, the mountain um, uh, that is um, uh, the mountain um, uh, that is Brian Kelly, Stephen's brother, who <laughs> who Stephen at least can appreciate it. Brian outright hates everything to do with Japan, and <laughs> well, even worse, he um, he's good at arguing. Yeah, he's he's super good at arguing <laughs> and making me feel like I he makes me feel like I should feel bad for liking anime. <laughs> he's just so persuasive. I mean, he's got to be right, and he probably is. Don't watch anime, everyone. But if you have to, <laughs> if you have to, we've seen some good ones. But uh, so I feel that uh, that is. Um, it for the first season of uh, Spotty Translation. Thank you all for joining us uh, over this crazy half year of subjecting ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Thank you. Uh, but um, we are really not. Um, but I mean, like, if you if if you if you feel yourself crying at the thought of seeing us go away, um, fret not because we will still be around. I mean, uh, I will. I mean, like, I'll still be around on the Wheels or Wells Network. I'll be a. I mean, like, I'll definitely be a, like you know showing up on showing up for the Wheels or Wells podcast. And you may see me in new shows down the road. And Stephen, you can see him at basically every other show. Which yeah, if you want to, um, if you want to plug that awesome uh, OC thingy, Stephen. Oh yeah. Uh, if if you like anime, then I assume you like video game music. I mean, <laughs> that's just how it works, right? So if you want to hear me every week, I'm, you can do that. The Overclocked podcast, which is the official podcast of Overclocked Remix, which is a, a website dedicated to video game remixes and its communities. And, and it is an excellent podcast. Why, thank you, Zach. It might be one of the finest we've ever produced. It probably is. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and uh, if you want to be a little more close and personal with us, uh, well, I mean, you. My definitely... our home addresses are <laughs> as follows. I actually have that, so I so I so I could give it out. But that I is won't. true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can definitely reach both of us through the Spotty Translation Twitter account, which would be at Spotty Translation, I think, or isn't is it, it Spotty, Spotty TL? At Spotty TL, thank you. Yes, because somebody took my translation. That's right. At Spotty TL, you can reach both of us there. We will, we will still get tweets to that account, and I will try to at least every once in a while, like you know, just tweet about random stuff going on with going on um, uh, with anime because we are starting up the new season. So I might be tweeting out some impressions and whatnot there. Um, and Stephen still owes all of us some manga. So I was about it. to say, <laughs> so it's going to be one there. heck of a mashup. <laughs> And then if you just want to reach me personally, you can do so at Phazon Masher and Stephen. Oh, I'm Stephen Kelly 180180 on Twitter. Yeah, so, you know, uh, feel free to hit us up. Let us know what you thought of this season. Let us know if you want to see a new season, because that will only happen if the people lend their voices to call upon the great gods to bring us a season two of body translation. No human sacrifices permitted. <laughs>